Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Crick Blog Podcast, uh, two weeks after our last episode, uh, as opposed to the usual one-week gap between episodes. That's due to me uh, coming down with a cold last week. So um, thank you to Nash and everyone who wished me a speedy recovery. Um, pretty much recovered now. It was, just, it was a cold. I was, I was in bed for a couple of days trying to get over it. Um, back to normal now, back up and running. Um, and I'll welcome my co-host, Nash. Nash, how are you? Did you happen to get a win on the weekend or what happened? Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good personally. Um, no win. No win. Um, unfortunately, um, I won the toss, which was my first toss win in, in the season. Um, yep. So I won the toss but lost the game. Um, yeah, unfortunately, one of the batsmen from the other team just played a blinder and um, he just got 100 and he was the only one and everyone else just had couple of 15s and 20s and you know small cameos so um yeah but do you want to uh, make do you want to make an excuse like tim Payne here or no nah, no nah, absolutely not absolutely not it was just a just a shit day for us and i had a shit day personally as a bowler did you guys well, know where so... you're gonna play did you guys know where you're gonna play or yeah, was it yeah, a, we were you a bit confused we in the lead up nah. <laughs> we knew um yeah we we had everything planned but yeah plans often don't go as you want them to, um, but yeah, as you spoke about Tim Payne, let's let's start the episode with um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll start with that. Yeah, we'll start with Tim Payne's comments. We'll also um, dive into some of the stuff Cameron Bancroft said, and it's just opened up the can of worms of that ball tampering stuff again. As an Aussie fan, yep, I'm sick of it. Don't want to see it again. But yep. naturally, it's going to come up again. We'll also go through England, New Zealand, preview that um, series that's coming up very soon and also have just have a quick chat about the World Test Championship final. Yep. Um, there'll be no guest interview in this podcast, guys, but we will have a special feature pod, uh, podcast later in the week with uh, Sritama Penda, um, a wonderful uh, super fan based in India who supports New Zealand. So be great to have a chat about that. Um, yeah, Tim Payne. Um, for me, I was very surprised. I was very surprised to see those comments. I've been, you know, one of Tim Payne's biggest fans as, as a captain um, since he took the job after the ball tampering stuff. Um, just a, just an excuse. I, I, I want accountability in my captain. What do you think? Yeah, I think um, it, it, it was interesting when I first read it because my, fir- my first thought was, so it, it, was he saying that India, Indian contingent playing mind games? Because if that's what he's intending, like going towards, then Australia has been the best at that for years and years. Yeah. Like, True. You, you know, where do you, you know, where do you draw the line is the question. And it, it was just surprising for me to read those comments from Tim Payne, because if, just, yeah. if you're, if you're on, you know, Australian cricket captain is the hardest job only next to the prime minister, uh, as they say. So um, you, when, when you make those comments, you, you are reflecting on your whole team. You are making comments for your whole team. Mm. And, and I, I personally, I don't believe that those are the thoughts of the entire team. I, I, I do believe there's some differences there and he's trying to manage his best. But I think with those comments, he's just, um, yeah, I, it was interesting because I, again, as I said, Mind games were probably Australia, as, as we have seen o- over the years, whenever they tour, they start playing mind games with the, with the opposition, with the reporters, with, the, um, with everyone uh, involved in the, in the tour. So, yeah, it, I don't know exactly what to make of it. I don't know if there'll be more comments on that, but it was just a time where it was just confusing to know where, we, where anyone was going, where anyone was playing. And I think it was just 
at that time it was a bit blown up in the media as well so for him to come back and say those comments i mean yeah it, it, it was a no bit it's weird because yeah. you know when when he says the classic examples when they said they weren't going to the gabba so we didn't know where we were going they're very good at creating these sideshows and we took our eye off the ball i think the eye off the ball from australia was taken well we took our eye off the ball in melbourne yeah and yep. uh, you know that's that's what the captain and, and and the you know the administrators or the management should be looking at. Yeah, it's in that series, we had India down on the mat um, after we rolled them to thirty six yep. in Adelaide, and then we go to Melbourne and put a terrible batting performance. Sunil Gavaskar always says Australia should have bowled first in Melbourne um, because India were reeling off the thirty six. But no, you yeah, bat first right. in Melbourne, you put a big score on the board. Sydney, we had the chance to win the game. We couldn't take the ten wickets and win the match. Um, and we won three out of the four tosses. And how many injuries did India have? Yeah. Coley went home. Yeah. It was nuts. We everything was in our favour, and, and Tim Payne coming sure, out with this true. is a bit strange. That's true. And and for my my also, this is my honest personal opinion is that it's you you play cricket as for a living. Doesn't matter where you have to play. Just prepare yourself to the best of your ability. And you'd be ready, ready for the test match. You're playing a test match for your for your country. It's not it's not a domestic season. It's not great cricket. It's not club cricket. You you prepare for the be, for the for the best to the best of your ability, and then you doesn't matter where you play. Obviously, the conditions matter. But if you're in your own country, you know you are in. in you, doesn't matter where you're going to play. You're going to play in Australia. So you know what the tracks are. You know what what. Uh, yeah. The conditions are so. Yeah, it was just weird at that time. Australia have got no one else to blame but themselves for not batting yeah. long enough. Um, you know, I looked at the numbers after the series was completed, and you know there were so many starts and partnerships of 15, 20, 25. That's what the captain should be looking at and saying we need to improve in these years. Not come out and say you know India um, sort of. I don't know. I don't know what the word is. Maybe distracted us from from our game, which is silly. But we we honestly. Before the fourth test, Australia should have had that series wrapped up yeah. before the fourth test, if they're, if they're being serious, to be honest. Um, we were in such a strong position after the first one that by the time the fourth comes around, who cares what's happened? Yeah. Um, and, and even then, so yeah. I, think, I think it's interesting because in the third test match, he did make the comment that, you know, let's get you to the Gabba, which is now a famous quote, as we know. Yeah, and, and he, knew, he knew that, didn't he? It's, yeah, it's, it's he interesting. And so, yeah. in that, and, you know, he, he missed chances as keeper in uh, the Sydney test. And, um, and also he, you know, some of the decisions tactically weren't the best, but that's what I want. I don't mind that because I know, look, some, everyone makes mistakes, but what yeah. I want to see is just accountability for it. Don't, yeah, don't make right. an excuse. Yeah. Um, and, you know, credit to India for winning the series. It was a great series, but it's just, it was a strange comment for Payne to make, yeah. I, I think. Um because we had everything in our favour. Um, another sort of strange comment that I found was was Cameron Bancroft um, speaking in the UK um, and, and talking about whether all of the bowlers knew what was going on at Cape Town and whether the whole squad knew. And he said it was pretty self-explanatory and he was quite hesitant yep. in his answer as well. Um, I mean, what did you think about it at the time when... Cricket Australia was investigating it and they said only three players knew. I thought it was rubbish. I thought everyone knew. I mean, you play cricket. Yeah. I played cricket. Look, we know that in a dressing room, you hear pretty much everything. Yeah. And I, 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 at that time, I did think, and I still believe um, the same, that 
there is no chance that there were only three players involved. Like there is no oh, chance. Yeah. You no. don't go with, so you had Not senior like most, that. yeah, you had your senior most ballers, Nathan Lyon, Mitchell Stark, you know, Pat Cummings, the full attack. There's no chance that no one consulted them even once that this is what's going on. This is what we are thinking. Uh, there's, and to pin the blame on a, on a youngster who was just oh, trying was to make a name. And I think, I think even, even today, we don't know the full story. The public doesn't no. know the full story. I mean, obviously... Michael Clark was saying that. Michael yeah. Clark, a former Australian captain, came out and said, I think that they've really swept a lot of this under the carpet. I think yeah. the thing that really upset me about Smith's leadership back then... At, at that point was of course letting it happen in the first place, obviously, but in the first press conference immediately after it happened on the first day, um, the, the reporters were asking um, Smith and Bancroft what had happened. And Smith pointed to Bancroft to start talking instead of himself as the leader yep. stepping up and, and just shielding Bancroft. Yeah. Bancroft was the new guy in the team. It was terrible what they did to him. And, so the leadership was very poor, but I, I think coming back to the point about whether everyone knew, I think they did. But it was interesting of Bancroft to to sort of say it in that way now because it's opened up a, a complete can of worms. And yeah. I think I read today that um, the Cricket Australia, the integrity unit, has reached out to him for more information on that. Yeah. So we're going to see even more come out, and this is not going to end. Um, I think it's. I think I it's know. going I to. Know, man. I'm thinking, and I don't hope that this happens, but I'm thinking that it's going to open a lot of can of worms and it's just different ones at different times. And, you know, everything from the past is going to come forward at some stage mm. that what was going on, the whole culture, the team relationships. It wouldn't have Bancroft the, realized, wouldn't have Bancroft realized that this would happen if, you know, he probably would have been asked about that. Yeah. You know, and, wouldn't he have had an idea of how to answer it in a way that doesn't bring on too much scrutiny? Because I'm sure they're hiding something, but if you bring it out to the light, it's going to yeah. all flow out again. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's what I'm thinking is that's what I thought when I first read the comments and, you know, why first um, read the quote from Bancroft is surely there is cricket Australia PR is going, you know, don't speak to anyone unless you speak to us first. Yes. He's a contract. Of course. He's a state. Especially contractor. how hard. Yeah. Especially how hard Cricket Australia has worked to clean up its image in a way. Yeah. You know, we had the test documentary. Um, you know, we've had so many, you know, things the last, what, how long has it been now? Three years and a bit where Australia really yeah. tried hard to sort of, you know, move away from that culture. Uh, that was quite toxic. And, uh, and, from what and we saw. surely, um, <clears throat> I know Bancroft is not centrally contracted, but as a state contracted player, Surely there's some restrictions on him to go on media's, uh, you know, media duties and all that stuff. Mm. So surely, especially on this topic, exactly, exactly. It, you know, they would, they would have, they would have talked to him about what and what to say and what not to say, kind yeah. of thing, because of how hard they've tried. I'm not saying lying is a good thing, yeah. But I'm just saying the timing of the comments, especially for him, because Australia have got issues with their opening com- combination yeah. in Test cricket. Um, if he goes out and shield later this year and plunders runs, he'll get back into that side. But now. And What's I think as I was reading that, I, I, my second thought was, does Cameron Bancroft think that his career, Australian career is done? I mean, mm. does, he, does he know that there's no way Good back? So Good point. Th- that, that's why he's just opening up and, you know, he doesn't care anymore about whether he gets 
to play another test match or one day for australia and i think it, it there has to be something uh in the culture of the australian cricket team not culture as such but uh you know unwritten rule where you talk about this in public and you don't come back in the team like you know oh, that's gosh. that yeah you, you know who knows but that sort of thing where you he's almost an an outcast right now where he is not in favor of anyone he's not doing anyone any favors and you know he's not in anyone's yeah. good books. i mean i mean the original story even when steve smith was saying he goes um you know he saw warner and bancroft i think talking about it and he sort of walked past and didn't want much to do with it i don't yeah, these stories are very strange. Um, and I think that they're sort of planned stories in a way where we say, okay, this is what we go out to the media with. And sort yeah. of Bancroft let it slip a bit. Yeah. But again, it's opened up a can of worms. They're going to continue investigating this. Um, I don't know what the result's going to be. Yeah. And obviously, you know, what if they- obviously Bancroft got caught doing the ball tampering at that time. Mm. Like, obviously. We tried mm. to hide it, but come on, there's like 50 cameras in today's cricket, so you can't really hide it. And then Warner and Smith got Warner got caught because he was the one who asked Bancroft to do it. That's what we have been told. And Smith got caught because he was the le- captain who should captain. have stopped it, and he did not stop it. He knew about it. But surely there's more people who know about it. Um, I. It's a bit. It's a bit hard to believe that at the time we were told Darren Lehman, the coach yeah. at the time. Didn't know about it. I was arguing with a lot of people, even family at the time, um, you know, who said they're doing their investigations and we need to trust the investigation. But I said, no, you you're in a cricket changing room. You're discussing tactics to try to get back into a test yeah. match that you're falling behind in. Everyone's going to be in the know. The bowlers yeah. are going to be in the know. Yeah, of course and, they are. And that's the thing. I'm, so I'm, I'm a captain of just, I'm, I'm obviously a captain of a club cricket. I'm not captain of my country or, you know, playing international cricket, but mm. even then when I, when I, but even you would know, tactics, you would know that everything, yeah. everything is spoken with the team. Exactly. When I make tactics, I consult the ballers. I consult, this is what we are going 100%. to do. This is what the ball is doing. This is what the pitch is doing. And this is where the fielders are. That it's just common knowledge that everyone is in on the tactics that go on yeah. in the change room. So you know, it's it's really hard to believe that there's there was no one involved. Absolutely, man. Um, so probably just have to wait and see what happens. This thing is back again. And as an Aussie fan, we've got a lack of cricket this year, especially in Test cricket. I'd rather, I'd much rather see us be playing Test cricket than yeah. um, be talking about this again. But it yeah. is what it is. Um, but yeah, I'm like I'm like you. I believe that that everyone knows because that's the nature of cricket. Um, so. Anyway, we'll see what happens there. Let's let's start talking some cricket. So since well, since our last podcast episode, Nash, we were actually it was on the eve of the IPL being postponed. Yes, that's so correct. So it was when it was when cases started to happen in the bubble yep. a couple of weeks back, and then the next day it was postponed. Yeah. So we haven't had any IPL since. Um, what have you been doing um, instead of, of watching IPL in that time? Sleeping, Net- probably Net- Netflix. Netflix, um, yeah. yeah nothing else i mean yeah work, work's been hectic but apart from that Same. just just watching you know old cricket videos and again yeah what we were doing last year during lockdown when there was no yeah. cricket at all so yeah that's that's it yeah 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 so there, there is some cricket coming up and there's plenty of cricket um in june and july which is exciting um england and new zealand a yep. couple of test matches 
uh, ahead of the World Test Championship final. Just wanted to have a chat quickly about that series, Nash, and, and what your thoughts are. Um, I can't remember the last time New Zealand have won a, a Test series in England. Have they ever won a Test series in England? I don't I'm remember. Trying to, I'm trying to. Remember. I know when they've gone there, they've, they've fallen short. They've, they've you yeah. know, they've been in Test matches, but they've fallen short. Um, I know I last know. time they I'll do a little bit of research on that. But Anderson got some ridiculous spells. Yes, yes, I know. Anderson's figures. Anderson's been a thorn in New Zealand's side, and New Zealand yeah. have been somewhat competitive, but they haven't gone all the way. I think this is arguably their best chance yes. to win a series. They drew in uh, 2015. Yep. Um. They won there in 1999. So they won 2-1 in 99. That's correct. But they haven't, they haven't won there since. So they've been there 2004, 2008, 2013, 2015. They haven't won. I think this is, what do you think, their best chance with, with the side that they've got? It, the, it, it, should, be because it should be because um, I think, and this is the time when New Zealand can actually prove that they can play away because there's all these mm. stats and all these you know comments going around that New Zealand has only played in New Zealand, which is... True, but they haven't really had a chance to play away, and you know, an away series where they they can be they are tested, and this is the perfect chance to go away with with a bowling oh, attack. Come of, to Australia, I won't forget yeah. that they came to Australia and lost three 0 Yeah, but that, again, that was two years ago, and um, all, I think and they, they had a lot of injuries ago. in that. Yeah, that's well. right. Yeah. So you had, uh, you know. Jameson, you, you now have um, Saudi, you have Trent Bolt, and you have Wagner. You have that kind of I think I think okay. Bolt, I don't know if Bolt will be available for this series, but but I agree with you. They've still got an yeah. excellent lineup of pace bowlers with, with Jamison in there now. Yeah. And his ability to swing the ball, particularly into the right hand, how and, sharp. And with the Duke's one, with the Duke's oh, ball, yeah. I think. Really with his height, he's going to be tough to handle. That's right. I think I think a lot of onus will be on New Zealand's batting. There'll be no drop for Archer. We've seen, you know, more concerns about his elbow, which is a big yeah. problem for England. They need him fit for the they Ashes. They want him to be playing Test cricket because the Ashes, man. Yeah, like he's going to be around in white ball cricket for sure. But they'll, I think, from what I've heard from Jofra, is that he's keen to play red ball. But if he's getting a lot of elbow injuries and that thing's giving him a lot of problems, he might need surgery. And it'll be worried because he's their main weapon, I reckon, in yeah, Australia. That's they right. That's he's the yep. man. He's he's one who is you know who can bowl one forty five at any time of the day at any stage. Yeah, and he can hustle the batsman. Yeah, exactly. So he's been aggression. But again, coming back to New Zealand and England, I think this, as you said, two Test matches and then the final for New Zealand against India. I think before we go before be we turn to the World Test Championship final, yep. in terms of New Zealand's batting, I think that'll be it'll be a big test of their of their metal. Um, what are you expecting from New Zealand's New Zealand's batting, and who would, who do you have your eye on in their lineup against England's okay. potent attack in those I think, conditions? I think it has to be Latham and Williamson, doesn't it? Like mm. two two of the um, main main batsmen for them yeah. have been Tom Latham and Kane Williamson. Again, not to not to forget BJ Watling. This is his last tour. You know, he's yeah. retiring after the World Test Championship final. Good so chill. it's. It, I think BJ Watling has really been underrated for years since oh. he has played. I think he has been one of the key figures 100%. in yep, key figures in New Zealand setup and he has been a really um brilliant wicketkeeper batsman for them who has scored runs, who has taken catches, stumpings behind the behind the stumps. So he will be key as well in that 
you know, six, seven number slots. It's, it's, so. it's, um, it's, he's scored a lot of runs when the teams needed it. I remember you yep. know, years ago against India, he put on that massive punch with McCullum and, and then he's done it again. He did it against England at home yep. a couple of times as well. When the team is really in trouble, he'll just dig in That's right. and, and really score some crucial runs. So he's been a fantastic player for New Zealand. Um, and I hope for him, I know England and India fans will, will want the best for their sides, but as a neutral here watching, I want to see BJ Watling go on a high because he deserves it. Um, I agree with you. The batting New Zealand, they've got to hold their own better than they have in recent tours of England. I think yeah, they're better placed correct. now with, yeah, with, with some great experience. Um, Latham and Williamson got to set the tone. They'll be mm. crucial. Um, so you, you were going to go on about the, the World Test Championship final. You are going to say something? Yeah, um, I think it will be interesting to see what combination India goes in with. Um, obviously, it's at Southampton and um, it's the Dukes ball. Everyone's saying that Siraj is, will be more lethal with the Dukes ball than Shami. And Shami has had really average tours in the last three overseas tours. Mm. So it, it'll be really interesting. Obviously, Ishant and Bumra are... are your two frontline pace bowlers, but who backs them up is is the key. Obviously, Ashwin plays there as well. So, will it be will it be Shardul Thakur, Shami, Siraj, Siraj. Jad- Jadeja? So those those four only two can play. So I think Jadeja just edges ahead in terms of fielding, in terms of batting, in front of everyone. But then, do you go in with two spinners, or do you go in with four fast bowlers and one spinner? So that's that's the combination that they have to really figure out, and then yeah, oh, I think England from memory have got a few left-handers in their lineup, yeah. don't they? Yeah, particularly Stokes, who's gonna who's gonna be dangerous. I don't. Oh, I, I, it'd be very hard to leave Ashwin out, given how well he's bowling. Oh, Ashwin, he, Ashwin he was in Australia. Uh, yeah, as I said, Ashwin, Ishant, and Bumrah are you know they have sealed their spot. Yeah. I mean, pretty much they they'll be the first names on the on the team list. So yes, um, agree. Definitely. Apart from that, those these those three guys in the bowling attack. But apart from that, you got Siraj Shami and Jadeja yeah. and Shardul Thakur. So two of those four will play. So you know, it's just it's obviously- incredible to think. You look, we go back ten years. India were blanked four 0 in England. Yeah. And we were looking at their pace attack and saying, well, "This looks really thin at the moment. There's yeah. there's, there's no penetration." I know Cook and, and and these guys were plundering runs for fun. Yeah. And now look at a decade later, you've got an embarrassment of riches and you're thinking who do who we've got to leave out to, yeah, that's right. to, to pick a, a team. So incredible rise. And I think credit to Virat Kohli. He's really, um, he's really been at the center of that. I think he made it a big priority of his maybe six years ago or so to, to mm. bowl paces more in India and try to develop some fast bowlers. And I that's think right. you have really focused well on that's that. Right. So good stuff. And I think it's too early for to make a prediction on that series um, after the World Test Championship final, but that's going to be a belter. Um, yeah. I think it'd be very competitive, a lot more competitive than what the England series in India was. Um, yeah. I think India are well-equipped in terms of their pace bowling, but the batting will be the question for both sides. That's true. Um, who, you know, if Kohli can have a series that, like he did in 2018, yeah. anything's possible. So. Looking and I think that that. That, that 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 will be the key because if yeah if Rohit Sharma, Virat Kohli, and Ajink obviously Pujara and Ajinkya Rahane big they, test for they, Rohit yep big exactly. test for Rohit yep. his home and away record incredible uh, gap yeah as they, we know he's he has been a great a modern day great in the white ball 
all mm. over the world but i think this is his chance to seal that spot in the red ball cricket as well if he if he has a big tour here i think india will be india will surely win if rohit sharma Tough has a question big for tour. you yeah tough question for you do you, does he inspire enough confidence for you against the moving ball say the ball's hooping around nipping around he doesn't to be honest he doesn't mm. um but i'm happy to be proven wrong um i'm yep. ready to be proven wrong so yeah yep. let, let's yeah. see what happens no? Fair answer. I think I feel the same. So we we'll wait and see. The technique got to be tight. Yeah. Um. You know, and, and I don't know that there's been talk going back, like what Murali Vijay did overseas mm. for, for India. And I think the Indian Open has got to look at sort of doing something similar. Yeah, exactly. They can, can have that sort of impact that Murali Vijay did. India going to be held in great stead. Um. So, yeah, so I'm sure the, the anticipation will grow as the series comes closer. Mm. Um. But, but looking forward to cricket coming back soon um, in terms of test cricket, international cricket. Um, so we received. Um, Nash, did you want to mention anything else? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just quickly. I'll just quickly move to the, the recently announced Australia series of the of the West Indies of the oh, Caribbean the squads. Um, of the course, squads and you know five. I think five T twenties and three one days or that's the other, right. Other way around, I think. Um, yeah, so no, no, five T20s and three ODIs. You're yeah, right. yeah. So um, interesting to see um, what combination Australia goes in with because this is their this is a really good chance to probably see the spot for the T20 World Cup later in this later mm. in the year. So I think I hope. So there's three leg spinners. So there's Mitchell Swepson, Zampa, and Tanvir Sangha, who's you know um, yeah. who had a really great big bash season. So I really hope they give chance to. Sanga, because I think he's a young spinner. He's he's probably the future spinner for Australia as well. So I think if he if he has a good tour, he's probably he'll go for that in you know World Cup spot because obviously it's either in India or UAE. So you know ball will turn, ball pitches will be slow. But yes, again as I said, it will be it's in the fast bowling department in the T20s that Australia need to worry about because. Uh, Daniel Sams, you, it doesn't give me a lot of confidence. You have Jai Richardson, who has an, had an average IPL until it lasted. Mm. So um, you have Riley Meredith, you know, those, those kind of bowlers who, who, are, who, yeah. are, who are pretty good, but, you know, do they seal that spot for the World Cup is the question. Yeah, agree. Um, Sams, I think, was left out. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Just struggling, struggling with the ball at the death. Um, is, is the biggest issue for him. And and his specialty is that, that bowling at the death. And if he's yeah. not doing that, then it's hard to find a place in the team. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you that the spinners, Tanvi Sanga, hopefully he gets an opportunity. The pitches in the West Indies, they usually do turn. Um, so that there will be some turn along the way. The spinners have a say. Yeah. Um, Kane Richardson, I think this will be a big series for him. He's sort of been... Okay, not bad, but not great mm. either. I don't know if he's really cemented a team and is a must-have in Australia's white ball cricket. So they've tried him again. Um, Andrew Ty is in the squad again, so it'll be interesting to see if they give him a chance because his pace was significantly up yep. in last season's Big Bash. And, you know, I think his Yorkers at the death could be crucial. Um, but I agree with you. Meredith, Joe Richardson, absolutely, cr- uh, they'll be key. Um, That's great. Going forward in the World Cup. Uh, in terms of the batting, uh, especially in T20s, I feel we're going to be, I think we've got a lot of top order players 
trying to fit into middle order. Yeah. I think that's always been a, that was always been a big problem for that's Australia great. in T20s because Marcus Thornis has done some, okay, he's done some good things in the middle order, but he's predominantly an He's done some in, brilliant uh, things at, at the top. Yeah. At the top. That's his preferred position. They persisted with Darcy Short. I will question that. Darcy, Darcy Short has had a lot of opportunities. I think he's played over 30 T20 internationals for Australia. Yeah, he has. I think he's striking below 120. So he's, he's had a lot of opportunities to fire and he's played on a lot of good pitches in Australia um, to perform better than he, than he has in international cricket. Um, I think he's also played some T20s in Zimbabwe um, where he was well behind the pace there as well. Yeah. So they're stuck with him where someone like a Josh Inglis who was in awesome form yeah. at the back end of the domestic season could have got a chance. Yeah. And this is an opportunity to, to test a couple of the new guys. That's great. Even someone... Even a middle order specialist like a Ben McDermott, yeah, he's, he's got he's got a lot of experience. He knows how to bat at five. He's a good batsman. Could have been handy in that position. Yeah, they, they didn't go down the avenue of Dan Christian, maybe no. because he had a poor IPL in the games that he played. But I think Australia just have to focus, particularly in T Twenty cricket, on the on what comes after number four. That's correct. Because you're going to have correct. Glenn Maxwell four. Yep. But it's after that that's crucial. Because obviously your um, David Warner and Matthew Wade will open and then you've got... Um, oh, no, there's Finch. Oh, sorry, Finch. and But then that's it. Wade and If Wade and Warner don't open, and, you know, Finch, Wade and Warner, because Matthew Wade played the India series with Finch as the opener because there was no David Warner. And mm. he performed pretty well, to be honest. So, you know... <laughs> that's, that's, I don't know if he that, finds a place in the side though, because you got you got Smith coming back. Yeah, Smith will come probably at three. Yeah, and then you bat Maxwell at four. Do you try put Zamp? Uh, sorry, Wade in the middle. But again, like Stoinis, Wade's strength is opening. But you, you you would surely give. So you got let's say Finch Warner open Smith at three, and yes. then. Um, who did you say after Maxwell. that? Maxwell. Maxwell, sorry. Yeah, Maxwell. Maxwell, Maxwell at, four. at four. Maxwell at four. Then would you put Steiners at five because he gives that bowling option? So, you know, if your bowlers don't work... I'll probably play Steiners and Mitch Steiners. Marsh. Yeah, exactly. Ste- I don't know how Mitch Marsh so gets into the team oh, anyway, man. like any team. Like, I don't oh, know. Man. I think it's a criteria to have a Marsh. We're still asking this but, question. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> look, they're really investing in him and they believe he can come good. So he's got to show it. Yeah. And in those conditions in the West Indies where it's going to turn, in, in the conditions in either the India or the UAE where spin's going to play a key role, your middle order is crucial. Stoinis, Mitch Marsh, Way, these are all players that prefer batting up the order. We need to put more emphasis on getting players who have got a little bit more specialty uh, mm-hmm. in that middle and a little bit more experience. And know-how. Ben McDermott, he was having a great big bash season. Yeah. Um, you know, the season gone by. And you know what? He would have been a handy pick here to see what he's got. Yeah, I think that's he's pretty correct. unlucky to miss out because and over think... someone like Darcy Short, who, let's face it, I don't know how he gets a game in this series with, yeah. with you know, with Matthew Wade's going to... Matthew Wade's ahead of Short in the packing yep. order, definitely. And then you've uh, got Philippi in there as well, who's ahead of Short. You could have used the position of Short... To, to go for someone like a Josh Inglis yep. or potentially someone like a Ben McDermott. Hmm. 
But I think they've gone sure for the middle. they've gone for the safer option. They've gone for experience in a key year where you have T20 World Cup. I think they've just gone for experience, and that that's what I think they've thought when selecting this side. Well, I think I think they had the five T20s in New Zealand. They've had the five T20s in the West Indies. They're gonna they're gonna play those soon. They probably have I think some against Bangladesh in the league. Yeah, that's correct. Opportunities, you know. The last year, year and a half, these opportunities. I know COVID played a role, but they're still playing a lot of T20 cricket Australia yeah. since yeah. the end of 2019. Opportunity to really solidify that middle. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Because I think it's it's too unreliable. It's it's, it's either going to fire on one day or completely collapse the next. It's you, you don't know what you're going to get, and and it's a difficult position. Yeah, batting at five is arguably the toughest place to bat in T20s. It is, yeah. So we need to have someone who's speci- specialized because in that you role. you either you either come in with four overs to go, or you either come in with ten overs to go. You know, or you come in three down for nothing in the power. Yeah, play. exactly. That's you need to know exactly how to how to handle that to situation. Go. That's correct. So, so anyway, um, I'd like to see how Australia go in that series because it's it's going to be interesting because I think West Indies will be um, ramping up their preps as well because the World Cup's coming, and we all know how the West Indies. Uh, perform when a World Cup is uh, is is thereabouts. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think listeners, that's yeah. I'll, sorry, I'll quickly, sorry, I'll quickly. Um, sorry, you had any thoughts before I move on to the next? No, I was just going to say to the listeners to say, look, if you've got any thoughts, share them with us um, on the Aussie squad. Yeah, because I'd love to see what other people say. I wanted to quickly touch on one other another other topic that's you know, doing rounds on the internet is Australians in the county championship right now. Mm. You got, you got almost, you know, eight, eight, 10 Australians, you know, plying their trade in the county championship and Mm. no one, absolutely not a single one is having a really um, good Michael Neeser. Yes. He's a different kettle of fish, but apart from, yeah, apart Mm. from that, Peter Hanscom, Seven, yeah. averaging seven seven point eight six. Marcus I'm not Harris. surprised. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not surprised with that. Marcus it's Harris. unfortunate. Mm. Marcus Harris averaging forty two, which is still okay, which is actually good. Travis Head averaging twelve. You know, um, Manus averaging eight with the yeah. with the, so he's he's had trouble with the Duke's ball. Anderson, we saw Anderson getting him in, getting him out a couple of times. Michael, forty five year old bowler. Yeah. yeah. Michael Nisa averaging 12 with the ball. So, mm. you know, Peter, Peter Siddle averaging 60 with the ball. Billy Stanley averaging 45 with the ball. So it's a mixed, it's a mixed bag, but it's, it's interesting to see because you, this, is a, this is a really good time to, for all these players to tell the selectors that we can play in England, we can play with the Dukes ball, you know, look at yeah. us. So I think, I think it'll, it's a long season ahead. I'm not saying that they won't come good. But I think, look, I think, I think Manus has definitely got um, credit in the bank. Yeah. I think he showed when he first came back into the side as a concussion substitute, just what he could do in those conditions. There yeah. were very difficult circumstances for him in a, in a very tightly contested Ashes series and against the a firing bowling attack. Over yeah. there, and he did very, very well. So we know he can turn it around. He's got mm. the capability. He's got the quality. But so do, you, do you think with the Pfeiffer, Michael Neeser has almost but sealed his place for the Ashes in the 11? No, no, I don't think he's sealed the place, no. Um, first of all, different conditions. And second of all, I think they'll probably have James Pattinson ahead of him. Yeah. Um, 
But which what's, is unlucky what, for Nisa. What's what's he got to do to get a game there? I don't know. Like, You're right. He's like, he's high quality. Yeah, he's high quality. Um, Will he so be I think, under the, I think one be, of those who, who just never ended up playing Test cricket? Uh, I don't know. I think he. I think he will get a chance somewhere down the line. I hope he does. I think he will somewhere because I think the Ashes yeah, maybe is they'll, they'll long, look to you know long series. long series and you know all this focus with rotation. Yeah. And all this stuff. And, you know, a bowler can break down and get injured and he can come in. Oh, you know, it's a question we received from a fan, which we'll touch on soon. It's, a, it's about Mitch Stark. I think Nisa, if you're thinking about it now, you know, who would you pick in your test side? Is it Nisa or Stark? Mm. You've got to say Nisa deserves the shot over Stark. He yeah. deserves to be considered it over him given the form and what he's shown. Nisa's a quality bowler. Yeah. And he's doing it in England. He was fantastic in the Shield here in Australia. He's He's relentless. And he can produce the uh, unplayable delivery to get you a wicket. That's correct. Speaking about Travis Head, now his dismissal over the weekend that I saw when he chopped onto his stumps, he, he scored 20, chopped onto his stumps, gave it away. That's been, that's been the story of his, you know, when, he, when he's played test cricket, he's had the chance to go on, make big scores. He's got out after his mate starts time and time again. And eventually it led to his downfall being left out of the side. Mm. And I'm a bit worried that, you know, technically, especially if quicker bowlers, you know, get him with some short stuff, he can then fend outside off stump with the feet stuck in the crease. Um, and now in England, struggling a little bit with the ball nibbling around, he's got to, he, the pressure's on him to knuckle down and get big runs because Sorry, was that's correct. Awesome, awesome in the shield back in, but they were pretty good batting tracks. If yep. he wants to be back into that test side, he needs to knock the door down and select the so it's a big uh, season coming up for him, for sure. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Head? Look, when he was playing, uh, people have said that he's probably the future Australia captain, and I, I really am not sure about that. But um, when, he was playing in the, when he was playing in the India series, I think he did not look at ease at the crease. So um, he was a bit shifty. He was a bit nervous. And that's because, yeah, he, you know, that's because of his plays. But I think he was, if, if he's not, I don't, simple answer is no, he doesn't get into the Ashes team for me. You know, there's obviously better option than, there has to be a better option than Travis Head. And yeah, see who bats at five. That's, yeah, that's exactly. The position. Exactly. Because obviously you got Smith at three, Manus at four, Warner opening with, Op- opening the, um, opening is another spot that you know you really Australia haven't seen. Yeah, because, you probably yeah, look at Warner and Pukowski, I guess. Yeah, again, but if Pukowski injured somehow gets injured because he always yeah. does, which is really sh- a real. And that's shame, why but- Bancroft's comments are strange. We were saying at the start of the podcast. The, yeah, the opening position in Australian cricket is is one that's you know it hasn't been really locked down by anyone. Exactly. And Warner is is you know in his what close to mid thirties now. David yeah, Warner is in his thirties. Yeah, and I don't know if he's mid thirties yet. No, but he's he's, he's thirty three, I think. Is he thirty three, yeah. thirty four? Wow. Okay, time flies. Um, sorry, man, time gets away from me. I don't realize just how time, you know, how quickly time goes. Um, yeah, he's thirty four. You're right. And turning thirty five in uh, October this year. So yeah, he won't be around much longer. Mm. So. The comments from Bancroft were strange because there's always opportunity to get in. That's correct. Um, That's correct. Um, but yeah, probably Pukowski, Smith, Labuschagne. They're you know three and four. <sighs> Number five is going to be a, a big one. The big players going to have to put their hand up for that position. Travis yep. Head's one of them. Cameron Green there at six. 
So batting is the big issue for Australia. And if they bat Paul in the ashes, every chance that um, we'll lose them. So we've got to, got to get that part of our game right in test cricket. We don't play a lot of test cricket yeah. before then. So All right. whenever they play red ball cricket, the players got to take it with both hands. That's true. That's right. And that's going to be the Sheffield Shield, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, but that's going to be difficult because you're going to have players playing in the World Cup. That's true. The T20 World Cup and all that stuff. And then probably some of the rest of the IPL, they're going to try finish it later in the year too. So won't be a lot of red ball cricket. So that with the players who get the chance have got to really make sure they take it with, um, you know, take the opportunity with both hands. Yeah, that's right. All right, moving on. So we'll look at Ask Crick Blog for the week. So we received the question from Raja Huli um, at um, underscore VK underscore ABD. He asks, why is Star getting hammered nowadays? He was not the same before a few years. Um, even though we had a good World Cup in Test Cricket or World Test Championship, he has just been poor. What may be the reason for this? So, you know, we're talking about, I think we spoke about this in one of our first episodes of the podcast. Um, I think he's just not, not swinging the ball. No, I think he just needs Simple a break. I think he just needs yeah. a break. I mean, people might not people might not accept that, but he needs a break from cricket. And it, it's it, just I'm, he's just not swinging it. Yeah, I'm not saying it's got to do with anything mental or you know. It's just that at at some time you get burnt out and you just need to stop every you know stop doing what you have always been doing and just do something else and then come back with a fresh mind and you know that's yeah. that's probably what he needs to do maybe i don't know if that's the best thing but that's yeah that's something work, big, work that works for me so you know <laughs> yeah but, i think you need one now yeah you need one now and given your team yep i don't need yeah. you on a game yet uh, uh we we did we did last week we did yeah we did so oh we missed that episode yeah I think we it's did the, miss the podcast that. episode that's your bad luck charm yeah, we did. We, um, we actually won two in a row, one T20 and one 50 overs. And then ah, nice, man. Yeah. All right. So hopefully get back into winning ways this week. Yeah. Um, in terms of Stark, I think the big alarm bells were ringing for me when it was at the Gabba um, and the humid conditions and there was quite a bit of cloud cover and he still wasn't getting that new ball to swing. Yeah. Where we saw like Shardul Thakur and Muhammad Siraj getting the ball to move around quite a bit more than the Australian bowlers did, particularly Stark. That was a big worry for me. And then in domestic cricket, he was really struggling as well. Yeah. For not only wicket-taking ability, but also to provide some sort of control. And when you when you're not providing control, but such pressure on Cummins and Hazelwood, mm. those two were overworked in that India series because the third seamer just, which was Stark, wasn't um, taking the wickets, and neither was Cameron Green. And Cameron Green will take wickets eventually, but for Stark, Stark's that, that strike bowler that you have in your team, but he's not delivering. So that break, agree with you. Um, hopefully he can find his mojo again and get that ball swinging. I think that's the, the core issue. Yeah, that's right. All right. So everyone, thank you so much for, for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, do stay tuned, as mentioned, for later in the week. We'll have a special fan feature. Um, with Sritama Panda. Um, and we're looking forward to that. Can't wait for it. Nash, thanks a heap for your time. And um, thank you. Take care, man. You too. Bye.